What's up, guys? Cody and Matt here with the fourth base podcast episode number seven. Recording on Wednesday. Today is the twelfth, I do believe. We'll uh I'm making a verbal agreement right now that I will have this uploaded tomorrow. Fair enough. I'm not gonna wait until like Tuesday of next week uh to get this up and going. I think I think if we keep doing Wednesdays, just stay consistent. I know we originally said Sundays. Yeah. But I think Wednesday just I think it works out better for me. Doesn't seem to be as crazy days at work, stuff like that, and I can get home a time when we can actually sit down and talk beforehand, stuff like that. But uh let's uh let's get to it. My uh my Braves, man. Seven games up on the Phillies right now. I think that we are uh in the process of running away with the division. This will be the first division we've won since two thousand thirteen. And thank God because that uh we own the East shirt that I have. Yeah. Is really getting worn out, so I'm gonna need to uh, <laughs> upgrade. Yeah, I need to upgrade, and I need a couple new uh, t-shirts the next couple of years. So if we could uh, go ahead and do that, that would be fantastic. That's uh, interesting that you would start off with the Braves, though. Seeing as how we've had a huge change from last week, see, I th- I still think you have to worry about the matchup that the two teams have together. You pointed that out last week. They still play the seven seven, seven out of, 10. of the last ten, and we have what about sixteen games left. Yes. So I mean that's big. So like we can finally if we if we finally talk about what we were discussing where those last seven games can't like we're at a short enough number where we can actually sit there and figure that out. So if they have sixteen games left, they've got seven out of the last ten is just them them two playing. Even if they lose six or even if they lose seven games straight straight. That leaves what, nine games? Yeah. So, even if they lost nine straight, they could still beat the Phillies seven games straight and take the division. I mean, I know that's not... That's they could. That, that's weird that I think of it that way because I think seven out of the last ten games, if the Phillies win every single one of those games, they gain all seven games back and they're yeah. even. So, the only thing that has to happen in those nine games is Atlanta has to be better than Philadelphia. Yeah, and they in are those nine not. games, and then if... if if Atlanta plays better ball than Philadelphia in those final nine games or those nine games, then Atlanta could lose every game to Philly and still make and still win the division and make the playoffs. And I'm honestly I'm not concerned with Philadelphia at this point. Like they're just they're falling apart. Like we were talking about just discussing the fantasy numbers, like for Eflin and Pavetta. Dude, last month those guys have been worthless. Yeah. Like not even worth having on the team. Like I could have picked up a bum reliever and got more points than Nola's still been really good, me. but you're right. The the rest of their rotation seems to have fallen apart. They still don't really have a closer. They have their one you know, a committee with Neris and Dominguez and a couple guys that are, you know, okay, but they they it's been all year long. And they've really been in contention most of the year, so have the Braves, but they haven't locked down a closer. They're still trying to patch together guys, you know, matchups, I guess, and that helps. But you, you, for a real contender, you need a closer. And that's, you know, that goes through Atlanta, though. That's big for Atlanta. Yeah, but the thing that doesn't, the thing that I guess, I'm not saying I'm not worried about it, but the thing that makes me feel a little bit better is we've got a ton of young pitching prospects. And they can just call up. They're going to call up a bunch of their, their young studs. And these guys are obviously good pitchers. 
So that just gives us a bunch of guys that nobody's faced yet in the bullpen. I mean, granted, yes, you still don't have that that critical guy that is going to be able to take that pressure and stuff like that. But I don't know, man. Like, there's still – I don't know. Are they in a lot better spot than they were a week ago when yeah. we were sitting here talking about the Braves? But I can't think of many other issues that they have. Like, that that closer spot, not having that experience, leads back to what I've said about them all years. They don't have a ton of guys that have, have been in this spot before, but they've also got the veteran leadership. But This guy in is pretty decent. He's coming I, back. He won't be yeah, in the I job saw, right away. Yeah, I saw they're not going to – they're going to really try to limit how much they use them and stuff like that too. So I guess – even if you use him sparingly, you've still got a, a decent closer. Yeah, they have a and then mentor. Of guys. Mentor is nice. I feel like if they didn't use him as often, maybe we would be getting better results out of him. I still think they're they're in a pretty good spot right now with that offense. I think they could hang with anybody in the NL. Every game they have for the remainder of the season is against an NL East opponent. They have three against Washington next at home. Then they play, or I'm sorry, I didn't see St. Louis, sorry. Three games against Washington, three games against St. Louis, and then a four-game homestand. All those games are at home. Day off, three at New York, Mets, of course, yeah. and then three at Philly to finish the season. Those three games against St. Louis are pretty important for the Cardinals. It's, yeah. I mean, I can't say, like, oh, we can lose those three games because what if something else catastrophic happens? Yeah. But I'm very happy we just swept the, the Giants. We, uh, we took we took three out of four against Arizona too at at Arizona. So I mean that's we had the toughest schedule to finish the season out of anybody in baseball, and we've got the Mets, the Nationals, and the Phillies left. The Phillies are four games above five hundred right now. Yeah. And the Braves just finally it took us a little bit, but they finally started pulling away, and I think a lot of that has been old Ronnie Acuna. But we're uh, we're definitely going to discuss the uh, NL Rookie of the Year race here shortly. Um, yeah, man, there's uh, nasty Nats not gaining any ground. Still, no, happy they're to they're game, that. yeah, they're one game over. They're really only a game and a half back of the Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies have been on a slide, man. Yeah, I'm not upset about seeing it. The uh, NL Central is still, I mean, staying pretty steady. Still Cubs, Milwaukee, St. Louis. I mean, none of the none of the division races have changed. The only thing that's really changed from last week was Tampa Bay and Seattle swap spots in the AL wild card. Yeah. But the uh, the uh, Cubs are still good. Milwaukee's staying right there. They're winning tonight against the Cubs. What is it, 2 nothing still? Yeah. I was hoping to see a grand slam with the bases loaded, but that just uh Chase Anderson's looked pretty good. For the I feel like... I feel like he was a free agent earlier this year in our fantasy too, because I feel like I did pick him up once, and I, he didn't he didn't pitch well enough for me to keep him. But I still I'm kicking myself in the nuts for not looking at Pavetta's numbers more closely to see how much he'd scored last month before I dropped him. Yeah, uh, NL West is still very tight. Dodgers are one game back of the Rockies, and the Diamondbacks are two and a half back. Uh, I predicted the I believe I pre- predicted the Rockies to win the NL West. You did. I'm still going to take the Dodgers, I think. I'm not sure we'll for see. what reason. but I don't know. We'll see. I still, I mean, I don't think I'm just pulling for that because I also said I'd rather see the Rockies in the postseason. Yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to imagine a team like L.A. that made it to the World Series not even make the playoffs this year. Yeah, because they're what? Yeah, they're two games back of uh, St. Louis. 
for the second wild card spot. Even that to see the Dodgers slide into a wild card slot is kind of crazy. Yeah, if you like, if you'd have told me that at the beginning of the year, I'd, I would have bet you like for sure. I would have bet you money that that wasn't the case. Do you think? I know we didn't even like discuss this beforehand. Do you think this is like we're seeing the decline of Kershaw? Yeah, I as not as a pitcher, but at, at the talent level, I still think he's smart. He knows what he's doing. He can pitch, but I think you said something like that last week when we were just talking that his fastball is down, yeah. and so he's going to have to learn how to actually pitch, which he obviously he can do, but he's not. He, you know, I don't see him striking out. You know, one guy per nine innings or whatever. I don't see him having a, a, a anything over a nine strikeouts per nine, anything like that. So he's not overpowering. That's part of his game. I, I'm wondering how much, like, because he's just been getting hurt now. Like, he went so long, with, you know, without any energy, hurt energy, injury concerns. And now, like, he's had the back issues and stuff like that, and I just feel like he's been overworked. And now I'm wondering if we're going to see, like, one of those steep – declines where he's just gone in a couple of years but at the same time like I agree I think he's a very intelligent guy I think he knows he's smart enough to know that he can't rely on a 95 mile per hour fastball anymore so I think he's one of those guys that can definitely reinvent himself and figure out like how to pitch without throwing that speed like that same thing Verlander went through yeah he I mean not to the extreme that we've seen the dip in Kershaw but he realized like I'm not throwing I can't throw him every time yeah you know? But then he has those random games where he throws 100. Like, it just that doesn't make sense. Like, I wonder if he just doesn't honestly try to throw that hard every time and only does it when he really needs to. Did you see that little uh, reception he got when he went back to Detroit? I did. That was pretty awesome to see that. Um, AL West, still the same thing. Astros are ahead of the uh, A's, except now I think we can – I mean, I'm done with Seattle. Like, yeah. Better. That's sad. They were barely hanging on before, but now yeah, they're, they're they're done in the yeah, wild card race. Yeah, they're done in the wild card and the division. Tampa Bay, they're eight games back now in the wild card. They're pretty much done with it too. Congratulations on your Red Sox clinching the uh the postseason. By the way, that happened what last night, right? Yep, ninety nine and forty six. I mean, the Yankees are still. I'm really honestly surprised, man. Like I thought the Yankees were done. I even made fun of Irv that. I mean, it's it's been what a month ago. Yeah, something close to it. Three weeks ago, maybe, when they got they lost that series to the White Sox. And I was like, yep, you guys are done. But, I mean, they're still, what, second second best record in baseball still? Without Judge. Everyone thought Judge would be back by now, too. Well, see, that's the thing that didn't make sense to me is they said that he wasn't going to swing a bat till his wrist was healthy. But his wrist isn't healthy, and he's taking BP. He said today, I think, that his wrist felt fine or felt good or whatever. But the day before, he said that it was like a 4 out of 10 on the pain scale. Yeah, so, so it's how, like, why? Why are you pushing him? You guys are you Why are still did they continuing? quote a month in the first place? I don't know. But why rush him now? Like, didn't he finish second in the AL in MVP voting last year? I think so. Why are you rushing him? As a rookie. Let him, like, it's his second year. Let him heal. Yeah, you all, guys all are, you have to do is make sure he's ready for that one game against, yeah. prob, you know, most likely that one game against the A's. I don't think it's even – I mean, you're pretty much going to see the Yankees and the A's. In New York. Yeah, it's – I mean, that could change realistically, but, I mean, I don't even see that happening. Do you want to see the A's win that game? Oh, yeah. Yeah? 
Like, I don't really hate the Yankees, like, that much, like, like I used to. Like, yeah. I think I said that when we were discussing it, I think, a couple weeks ago, where, like, they're growing their players, so I at least appreciate that. But, I mean, it's still the Yankees. Yeah. It'd be kind of sad for the A's to be as hot as they've been the last two months and just not get anywhere in the postseason. I love it. I mean, it's just, I love when teams come up that haven't consistently been winning you know, for the last 10 years. It's good to see someone else get in. But think about their rotation. They have to have the worst rotation of any team yeah. that's that's in it, you know, maybe in all of baseball, but definitely in the American League. With you know, Cleveland, Boston, New York, and Houston, they, they definitely have the worst rotation yep. out of any of those teams. And that's the thing, too, is... But they have the, the great Blake Trinan. Yeah. That Manaya injury, like him having surgery and being out for all of 2019, that's a big hit for them. See, it, it really, like, I, I think it's kind of downplayed because he wasn't amazing. He wasn't an ace, really, on that team. But it is kind of huge because you think about who, who ends up starting that wild card game and, you know, a big lefty could potentially – start that game for the A's if he stays healthy and if he's ready to go. I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago where his his uh, before he got hurt, his strikeout rate was down low. We're talking he'd pitch five, six innings and have two, three strikeouts. And he had done that. I mean, he was still winning games and he was still effective. So he was still, you know, helpful to the team. But really, like something was wrong. And obviously, you know, something was. Yeah. And now he's out for a long time. Now that, that's the thing is who 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 starts that game for the A's? They're they're pretty much almost a lock for that wild card spot. So you have to start thinking about who's you know who's going to go against uh, what I assume is Severino for the Yankees. I don't know, man. I wish that I'd looked his numbers up for like the last however many innings he's pitched and given up an ungodly amount of yeah. runs. But it's like he's a young guy, man. Like, he's been carrying that team all year. Like, who cares if he comes out and pitches seven innings of one-run ball and strikes out 13 guys in the wild card game? Who gives a shit what he did the last two months? Yeah, and I think he pitched in last year's wild card game against uh, the Twins, I think, and he pit only four innings maybe, maybe yeah, three, four innings. It wasn't a good it was, start, yeah, it wasn't but they good. still ended up winning like, the game. I feel like last year there were a bunch of pitchers that came out and just got shelled and didn't last like they should have. So, so what do you think about this and a potential? And really, if you if you want to talk about teams like the Yankees are the best candidate to do this, but what about an all bullpen game in the wild card? That's for funny. The it's funny you say that because I was actually going to ask you what you think about the whole like going with a closer for. Or not necessarily a closer, but like a reliever for the first two innings of the game, and doing that. <laughs> if you if you're a starter, you hate it, right? Because you you don't you won't get a win. If not it's, necessarily. If somebody... I mean, if you you think about it, if your closers or you know a good reliever's going, chances are he's got really good stuff. Two innings and he's out. If he doesn't give up a run, the thing you're looking at there is, you've got from the like even if you're a starter and you go five innings. Like, I think we discussed this last week. Like, if that guy goes five innings, there's so much baseball left. At least if you're coming in the third inning, you've got third, fourth, and then fifth, you're eligible for the win, right? So then you've got fifth, sixth, seventh, instead of having going 
first through five, like fifth inning, and you've only got one inning of eligibility. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that, it changes it from there. But what happens if your reliever gets lit up, and then you got to bring your starter in before you had originally anticipated? You know, like does that change things too? And like I just, I don't know if I like it. And I'm the only like one thing I keep thinking about is like in a fantasy baseball situation, that's gonna really. Yeah, you're you're that pitcher's gonna take a hit in their value. Yeah, that. that's and what if it's if they're doing it a couple days a week, you know, it, it just it definitely shifts things, and that's the thing too to keep an eye on if that's gonna be a a common thing next year. It's like, well, what pitcher could I get that I know is only gonna give me five innings, but he's gonna give me a you know a good chance for a win. Because then on the flip side of that too, a positive in fantasy would be if your reliever gives up two runs, and then you come in, and even if your team doesn't score and you leave in the seventh inning, you're not getting a loss. Yeah. He's already in line for the loss. Yeah. So that could help, too. And then let's say that your starter comes in in the third inning, and it's 2 nothing your team, and he gets shelled. Or let's say it's like 6 nothing. He comes in and gets shelled, gives up four runs in an inning. He doesn't get the loss. So, like, on that side of it, it's definitely a positive. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know if I like that or not. But, I mean, the Yankees, we said this how long ago? The Yankees are set up for the the bullpen game. I, I mean, it, I it's do. changed I... a little bit with Chapman being hurt and stuff like that. But, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter. If you're going to bring your starter in, he's only going to go three innings and get shelled. Yeah. Why not bring in your power arms from the get-go and see if you can get him off balance? I mean, I guess that... That's still from a hitting aspect. I guess that would still mess with your head because you got to change how you're preparing for the game too. There's a big difference in coming in against a starter that's going to throw, you know, low to mid nineties, and what if you're facing a fireballer that's throwing a hundred, hundred, you know, miles per hour right from the get go? That's going to screw you up. And then the next guy you have coming in is going ninety two. That's going to mess your timing up. Yeah, too. it's very similar to the the back part of the game to where what what you're talking about. I think is you try to eliminate that third time through the lineup. So what you're doing yeah. is if, if you get that reliever to go one time through the lineup, maybe not even one time because say he goes through one, two, three, then four, five, six, and two innings. So what if, if your starter comes in and the first three he sees is seven, eight, nine. That's true too. I mean that. Plus, you know, who cares if he sees those guys three times and he ends up, you know, finishing yeah. the rest of the game. At that point, the only three or the only three people, and, and that's all hypothetical you know, because that that, that yeah. means no one gets on base or but anything if, like that. I mean, but that's the thing too is these guys are shutting people down at the end of the game. What's who's to say that they're not going to keep doing this at the beginning of the game? The only thing, the only difference is, I guess, if you bring in someone, you're not going to bring in like your closer in the first inning, obviously. But if you've got your high leverage guy that you're bringing in the first inning, if he blows a lead late in the game, you know, or, like, give, blows a save and you guys get the loss, that's the only damage that's getting done. If this reliever has a catastrophic meltdown, which every I feel like every time a reliever, if there's enough game and they have enough leash, they just, it's a complete, like, Cody Allen. Yeah. Give up four runs or five runs. It's like, dude, you're a reliever. How did this happen? What happens if that happens in the first inning? But what you just said, honestly, I'd never thought about, and that really honestly changed my mind on this argument because that, that kind of – you're you're letting your starter come in at seven eight nine. That's gonna build confidence right there. He's getting the three worst guys, especially in NL. If you're not dealing with a DH, yeah, you're already pitching to the other team's pitcher. 
Yeah, so I mean that would make life easy. And what if you come out and you kind of have a shaky start? You got at least a bunt or you know a double play situation with the pitcher coming up or strikeout. You know, unless you're facing one of those rare guys that can hit. It's interesting because if they could get a guy, say like Britain, I'll just use Britain for example to go two innings, and then they bring in Severino, they can allow Severino to do more at that point. So, say Severino bombs in three innings and gives up four earned. You, you're, you know, you're already bringing in your relievers for innings like seven, eight, nine. So, you already have that game plan down. You know what to do. As a manager, yeah. you're used to your starter goes six, six innings and you know who's coming in seven, eight, nine. And that's not, you know, if you play the matchups and lefty yeah. versus righty and, and stuff like that. But, um, you're 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 already used to that setup, that seven eight nine setup. So if you can get you know even Britain goes two and then Severino goes three. If but if if he settles in and he's yeah. pitching well, then you can leave him in and he can go like five or six, and then you only need that closer on the back end. So you're still giving him an opportunity. You you don't see a whole lot of starters, especially in a game that important, where the guy's going to go eight innings. You know, unless if he really settles in, unless he's dominant, right? Yeah. And then you just play the game normally. But I, I don't know. I think, especially the Yankees, it's a weird situation because I, that exact th- same thing happened last year with Severino, because I think he only pitched three or four and he wasn't great. But the Yankees, you know, still came back and won because I think they were playing the Twins, who I don't know who their front runner was. Pissed but, down their leg all the time. Yeah, they 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 didn't have the pitching to hang with New York's offense. I guess. My way of simplifying the way to look at this is if you're running, like, a relay race, do you want your speed to be the first person that starts you to get you in a head start? Or do you want your fastest person to be your anchor to be able to... Make up any ground. Yeah, shut shit down and make that ground up. I guess that's kind of the way you got to look at it. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, I don't know. I guess if it works, it works. It's been working for Tampa Bay for a little bit, but I feel like they haven't gained any ground in the AL East or the AL Wild Card or the AL East for that matter. They're but. just uh, they they're not playing to. I guess they're playing to win, but they they're not. They're in that division. They knew their season was over at the All Star break. They knew they weren't going to catch New York yeah. or Boston really. But I mean, they they're also, fifteen games over five hundred. That's the that, sad thing. They're that team that that gives up. You know their star pitcher. Gets a young guy. Young guy pitches better than the old guy. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, maybe we've got a shot. I mean, Chris Archer goes for, what, Giolito? They they switch him and... Uh, not Giolito. Glasnow. Yeah, Glasnow. Yeah. Um, I I don't know Giolito's numbers, but he's, like, been, like, I think, second worst pitcher or worst pitcher in yeah. baseball. Yeah, yeah. And he was supposed to be the Nationals' top prospect yeah. when they traded him. He like, was I the top prospect a few, only a few years ago. I don't know what happened, but he has just bombed out he's so awful. bad. I just I can't believe it. Um, NL wild card. Milwaukee's winning. Two games up on St. Louis. The Dodgers are two games back. Arizona's three and a half. So, I mean, <clears throat> Philly's six games back. We're... We're not as tight, like, whole number-wise, because Philly's kind of dropped a little bit, but, I mean, that's still a tight race. Which one of those teams scares you the most? St. Louis? Yeah, I was just and thinking you that. You why? 
because the last time we made the playoffs was when we played St. Louis in that wild card game. And I feel like we've been haunted ever since that that bullshit infield fly rule. We Nobody made, wants we to play St. Louis in the postseason. Nobody. Are they going to have Waka back by then? I don't know. They got Seymour uh, back, and I think to like ramp him up, they were pitching. Yeah, they put him in the bullpen. See, that's something. Like, I don't know if we've ever discussed this or not. Like, ever in general, but I'm really confused when you've got a starter. They're going to throw bullpen sessions and stuff on their day, their off day, yeah. or whatever. Now, granted, I don't. Know, I've never been a major league pitcher, so I don't. I know that they they will do certain things where like they work on certain pitches and stuff like that. So if you're taking like a you know a tweak day, like a mechanic day, mm-hmm. I understand this not working. But if you're just going out and throwing and working your pitches, why don't they throw guys? Like you're going to pitch anyway. Why not throw them out of the pen for an inning? Like hey. Three days after, I don't know what the math is either. Right. Like three days after your start, you're going to throw a full bullpen session. Why not bring them in for an inning? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I know, I, I get that that could, you know, if you're talking like testosterone, adrenaline boost, stuff like that, like guys could get hurt. But I just wonder, has anyone ever tried that? I mean, I just don't understand. I don't see why it wouldn't work. I don't think so. And, and, the fact is, is they're creatures of habit, and if you made that a habit, I think pitchers could get used to it. Yeah, I'm like, and they, well, the only thing that's different, I think, is is pitches. They they monitor pitches in the bullpen sessions. They'll throw like a thirty pitch bullpen session or something like that on their third rest day, or something yeah, and like I get that. that. So and let's you, say you can't monitor, them, but hardly but you any can. closer but goes you can. thirty pitches. Okay, let's in say one inning. let's say the national. Like let's just use nationals and let's use Scherzer. So let's say that it's that day in his his bullpen day, and let's say that he has twenty five pitches. Would you rather have Max Scherzer for twenty five pitches in the seventh inning or, at two zero ball game, or anybody else in baseball? Yeah, Scherzer. You know what I'm saying? So as soon as you bring him in, you start warming someone else up, or take however long that takes, and once he gets twenty five pitches, you pull him. And you're prepared for it. So, like, yeah. that could work, too. I don't know. I guess we're asking questions outside of our pay, pay scale a little bit. Like, yeah, but if, you, if you're if you're still winning games, if you're still winning the game after those 25 pitches or whatever, you get trying to warmed up if you're the ace. If you're losing, then get someone else warmed up. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could work. That was, I know, a very rare, very random thing to, uh, to bring up, but... Uh, that's what happens when you're dealing yeah, with me. Yeah, that happens. So, uh, I'm confused about the whole Josh Donaldson trade to Cleveland. Not not that it happened, like, that they traded for him. Right. But I'm really confused as to how they traded him while he was still hurt. Because I read an article that, an article that Brian sent us on Twitter. Okay. So, I'm reading it, and it says that, you know, he said that he's healthy, but then it said that he had expressed health concerns. So, it's like... Wait, what? Which one did he say? And then they they trade for him. He immediately goes back on the DL. Like I don't understand why that was why that was allowed, at all. You think the Indians don't care? I mean, I don't know. It already went through. There's nothing that can happen now. Yeah, and I don't think that it's a bad move for them. And I'm not like gonna bash them as an organization. No, yeah, I'm not. I'm just, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm but I'm saying like, that. did they knowingly? Did they knowingly pick him up? 
four later on in the postseason, and it's like hopefully he's healthy by then, or is oh, it of like they did? Because I mean, what's what's I, the worst thing that happens if he stays hurt? They're no worse off than they were before, but now they could use him. You know, if his legs not a hundred percent, they could. I mean, honestly, I'm sure that they could throw Encarnacion out there. Maybe not at third. But what if you threw him at first base for a game? Yeah, so Donaldson pinch hit for a third baseman that the Like, we can't the remember Indians. the names of the uh, Indians yeah, players. You don't remember? I don't understand. Eric, it was Eric Gonzalez, I think. Eric Gonzalez. Whoever that, that is. And if that's not your name, we apologize. <laughs> but look, we just haven't had to follow the Indians this year because yeah. you guys have played... So fucking well, it's not even fun to talk about that division race. So that's your own fault, you bitches. Well, plus they have uh, Lindor and Ramirez, so... Yeah, sorry guys, no one else gets talked about. It's not my fault that you guys play with two of the best players in the world, alright? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. One I lefty just, and one righty. I feel Doesn't like, Lindor bat left? But he th- obviously throws right because he plays shortstop. Dude, I can't, honestly, I don't think I've watched one inning of a Cleveland Indians game all year. To be completely honest with you, I don't think I have not once. I do. I think Lindor bats left. Or either that or he's a switch hitter. I think you're right. I think it, he might be a switch hitter, but I'm not sure. And that's amazing that neither of us know that. Um, and we're in Ohio, by the way. Yeah, and we're in Ohio. <laughs> so let's just, like, hate mail. Send it. Uh, I just, the thing that worries me is them shuffling people around. Like, I just, I don't know. I mean, the thing, I guess, that doesn't worry me is Ramirez. He's played multiple positions before, so you know I don't think that that's really going to affect him that much. I mean, he's had such a good year. If his numbers take a little bit of a hit and your team's still winning and Donaldson's producing, then who cares? Yeah, I brought that up earlier. He's the number one player in our fantasy league Yeah. right now, number one overall. That's Ramirez. Yeah. yeah. That's the best asset anyone could have. I mean, but that's the thing is if you could get – Josh Donaldson, you know, at 80%, that's still a good player to have. He's a veteran guy. I mean, that's not... I He's probably better than Eric that. Gonzalez. I would imagine, because I have never heard of Eric Gonzalez. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've heard of Josh um, Donaldson. <laughs> if you blow up, I will extend you the invitation of being on our podcast, assuming that we could also blow up. So let's keep that in mind, guys. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm really dumbfounded that trade went through with him being hurt, and I just really hope that the shuffling around doesn't end up hurting him in the long run because that's the worst thing you could possibly do is have such a great season so far and then mess with your chemistry and then guys just start slumping. I'm worried about Kipnis to center field if they end up doing that. I just, the thing that makes me laugh is when I think about him playing center field, it just... I feel like he doesn't look like he should be playing center yeah, field. Yeah, kind of like Dozier. Like the, almost that same body type. Like not, Yeah, I feel like if you put build, Ryan Dozier not, in center field, yeah, that's what it would look like. Yeah, it's it's bad. I don't know. I mean, not everybody's blessed with the uh, the all-American body like, like me. So, <laughs> um, You want to talk about Chris Sale for a minute? Yeah, I was going to say, one inning pitched. Are you worried? Uh, I wouldn't. I'm no. <laughs> I'm seeing all kinds of stuff on Twitter where people are like, oh, great, here comes the Boston Claps. Like, dude, you're resting the one of the best pitchers in baseball. I, I saw Carabas, uh, I think maybe last week, put uh, Red Sox closers that I have faith in. Relievers was, I trust. And it was one person. Yeah. 
So I'm not worried a couple times. I'm not worried about Sale. No. You guys definitely have some bullpen issues, but no, I'm not. I mean, we said this when Sale went on the DL. He's not hurt. They're resting him. And, yeah, I think that uh, – I definitely think that hurts his Cy Young chances, to be honest, because he's, he's not going to be anywhere anywhere close to the innings pitch. That, like, Kluber's at, what, 195? Yeah. Sale's at 147. Only 12 wins is kind of – I know they've talked about DeGrom in the National League and how yeah. laughable hit, but 12-4 uh, and four is a good record, don't get me wrong, but only 12 I, wins. When I think of a Cy Young... has 18. I think Severino has when 18. When I think of a Cy Young winner, I wouldn't think of a 12-4 and four record. Yeah. He would, he like, would, never. The, but the first thing that comes to your mind is a guy who would pitch more. Yeah. And that's the first thing. Like, 12-4, and four, like, how many starts did he make? That's the first thing, you know, yeah. you, you can get no decisions and stuff like that, but... If you only get 12 wins as a Cy Young winner, that's going to be my first question is how many starts did he have? And Kluber's 18-7. and So, I mean, I don't know. I think that that innings pitch is going to hurt him. But I don't know if it'll still – if it'll cost him the Cy Young or not. They'll always make exceptions. And when he's been out there, he's been extremely dominant. So, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll see here. Uh, We've got, what, like two and a half weeks left? Yeah. Of the season? So, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. I uh, can't believe that the, the Orioles were sitting Adam Jones because yeah. he supposedly because he denied that trade. That I, is such a shitty move on their part. I said that earlier. There's there's plenty wrong with the Orioles, and I I mean it's not unbelievable to me because of the bad decisions that they've. This just it's you know they say that's all I heard earlier in the year was they won the trade deadline. You know they got rid of all that old not old but like. Veteran money, yeah. I guess they think of it as baggage, but you know, I'll I'll take Machado. But that's the thing is, you're not talking about a guy that's getting paid twenty five million dollars a year. He's making seventeen million dollars this year. He's been with your organization for like what eleven years. Yeah, you, you just you're alienating your the face of your franchise. Like, I understand that you literally are playing for nothing this yeah. year. But, but that that's is something. That's your guy. That's big yeah. your guy. Why are you going to shit on him now? I'm just, sure Adam Jones gets at least a couple people to go to yeah. the Orioles games. And what kind of, like, how bad of a taste is that going to leave in people's mouth for next year? Not only are they going to remember that, oh, we, we're going to lose 100 games. Mm-hmm. We also lost Adam Jones because he wanted to stay there. Well, remember still that they're the Orioles. It's not like they're going to turn into a 90-win team no. next year. They're going to be pretty But do you know what helps us terrible tickets next year? is Adam Jones. Yeah. Because he's like one of those guys that just has fun playing the game. He interacts with the fans. He's a stand-up guy. Never been in any trouble. And then you just spit in his face. I'd buy a ticket to watch uh, Crush Davis strike out three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I just I don't understand what they're thinking with doing that. And it's like if they were calling up complete studs from the minors to try to sell tickets to finish the season or, yeah. you know, or at least give see what guys have, like show everybody a flash of what they can be. Or people anybody's heard of. Yeah, I'd get that. But that's not what's happened. And I read one thing that said that they think that maybe they're just – Gonna sit him in away games and play him at home games, but it's like that's not fair to him. You shouldn't put it like he's a ten and five guy. Like he's been with your your organization for a very long time. 
So why are you going to, like, spit in his face as soon as he says, no, I want to stay here? They're not going to play. They're going to sit him at away games? That's what they were saying. Like, they sat him. They think that they sat him at, like, because they were at playing away. Yeah. But they think that they'll start him more regularly when he's at home. So I don't know. Like, I don't know if that, I don't know. I just, I don't understand why they did that. I just think that that's and a why trade him now? Yeah, I think it's they a got rid of their whole team at the trade deadline. Why? Why now? They got and rid of Machado. They got rid of both their closers, Britton and Brack, and they got rid of Gaussman and well, someone else. I can't remember. I need to say thank you to Adam Machado. Jones. I didn't say. Did I say Machado? You no. Think, um, I mean, they maybe traded everybody. Yeah. I'd like to thank him for not going to the Phillies. I appreciate that in the. Uh, the NL East race. That was the inside Adams. joke for our fantasy league for that whole year. Was Adam like two, Jones. Adam Jones. Dude, I tried to draft him. I swear to God, <laughs> like five times. Uh, does, uh, does somebody draft Adam Jones? Uh, yeah, I did like second round. Oh, okay. So I have no idea who I'm going to pick now. Thought you were getting a steal. Dude, I was so excited when I walked out there. I was like, seriously, nobody's picked Adam Jones yet. And then I stood up there flipping through those name and sticker things. For you like, think anyone picked him this year in the draft? I feel like he got drafted. I'd have to like dig way through my phone to find pictures, which I was smart enough to take pictures of all that stuff. I would have taken a flyer on him in one of the last couple rounds, but I, I don't see him. I don't know, but I mean, I guess like, do you applaud a guy for not wanting to trade? Yeah. To a playoff team, just to stay home and you know. Yeah, be where he wants to be. I guess, maybe that's their point. Is Adam Jones won't be around when the and if the Orioles if, are ever going if to the Orioles are ever <laughs> going to contend again. Yeah, he won't be there. No, maybe that's no. you know. But he's a care. He know he. I mean, he plays on the team. He knows they're not going to be better next year. Yeah. He knows they're not going to be better the year after that. I mean, he's just, he's not a, you know, 25-year-old guy. Like, he's an older guy. He's got a family. He doesn't want to leave there. Like, I understand that. And I also understand that, you know, from a family standpoint, valuing that more than winning a World Series. I don't think, I don't know that that'll, like, hurt his chances of making, like, do you think he's a Hall of Fame guy? No. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's, like, going to be, like, a hinge thing, like, where it's like, all right, well... If he gets the championship, he's going to make it. Yeah. And if he doesn't, he won't. I just I don't think it's going to happen, even if he did win a championship. And then it would kind of always be tainted. Like, what if he went to Philly and they go on a run? He's not really even that involved in it. And he wins a championship, and then you've always got that little asterisk. Yeah. So like, he didn't win them a championship like he would have. He was before. on the roster. Yeah, like he just got traded as, you know, morale boost and a guy off the bench like a bat. I don't know. I just, I still, I think it's a stupid move. They could have just, I mean, it's not like it's hurting anything this year. It doesn't matter if they lose three games because of him or if they win three games because they put in a guy better than him. This season is a complete fucking dumpster fire. Yeah. So why not just let him finish out his career? Why not just let, or not even career, just season. Let him finish it out and then be like, look, like we love you to death. We would love to have you come back here at some point, but... We're going to let the young guys play because Yeah, we're trying to matter. do something else. Yeah, we're yeah. trying to go in a different direction or whatever. We literally have no other option than to let some new people play and yeah. see and hope for the best. We're just going to keep our fingers crossed, sitting in the dugout, hoping that something changes. Probably not going to happen, Yeah, but we can keep our fingers crossed tight. All right, so I'm ready to talk about the, uh, the NL Rookie of the Year. And to be honest, like we haven't talked about it in a couple weeks, and I'm pissed that 
the week that we decide to talk about it again is when Soto starts to go back on a tear. But at the same time, I'm not upset because it's helping me in fantasy. Yeah. But uh, I think that Good point. I think Acuna has won the Rookie of the Year. Last time we discussed it, I was definitely leaning towards Soto winning. And I think that he was winning when we had discussed it. Yeah. But I do believe that Acuna has taken a step forward against Soto. I think that it helps that the Braves are winning the division and playing better than the Nationals. But the dude's been on a tear. The second half, he's just been absolutely dominant. His numbers, he's first in the NL in fielding more with 3.4. He's first in homers with 18 which means he had seven before though, like you know, before all that. First in OPS with a one point one one eight, and he's first in WRC plus a one ninety two. He's just been on an absolute tear. Yeah, the both the OPS and the WRC plus are pretty ridiculous. A one ninety two WRC plus is yeah amazing. I think that Soto. I think I pretty much already discussed this. I think Soto's going to be a more complete hitter than Acuna is. I think Acuna will be the guy that's streakier. He'll always have the lowest batting average. But Acuna is the overall better player. Yeah. He's faster than Soto. I think he's got he's got 14 stolen bases to Soto's two. The fielding war is not that big of a difference, 3.8 to 3.5 with Acuna beating Soto. But when you look closer at like the the on base percentage, like Soto's four twenty one, Acuna's three sixty eight, batting average is three oh six for Soto to two ninety, which isn't that big of a deal. Right. Acuna strikes out a lot more and doesn't walk near as much as Soto does. That's but, the one major difference that Soto has is the on base percentage. But then, like, I mean, home runs, Acuna's. They're also you got to look at. It, I think too, like when you look at the RBI and the runs. Acuna has 53 RBI, 68 runs against Soto, 60 RBI, and 67 In less at bats. Yeah, but Acuna is also a leadoff guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you have to take that in consideration. I would never expect a leadoff hitter to have the same, like, even close RBI-wise to a guy who's hitting in the middle of the order. Yeah. Never. The runs, yes, like I would expect to be up there, but... There's just there's not that much separation hitting wise that I think that Acuna's ran away with it. Unless he really cools off, I don't see how Soto could beat him. So yeah, so he'll probably win the award. And just think about in a bad season how much Soto has meant to the Nationals. He's been huge. It, their their season would be. I mean, it's not great right now, but especially with expectations so high coming into the year. But they already got rid of Murphy. Harper's been so streaky where the first streak was cold. So he's he's really been the highlight for their for something to look forward to other than Scherzer. I guess Scherzer yeah. too. Yeah, but there's a big difference in watching Scherzer finish his career with the Nationals than – and who's to say that's even going to happen? He's still, right. I'm sure he's still got some years left, but – there's, it's a much more exciting thing to be watching is watching Soto. He's, what, first only 19-year-old to ever have three multi-home run games in a season. Yeah. Like, the, the numbers the guy's putting up, highest uh, OPS for any 19-year-old ever. Like, the, and the same thing you can say about Acuna, the stuff that he's doing, 
no 20-year-old's ever done it. Like, we're seeing something super exciting right now. Yeah, Soto has been Harper-esque, I guess, when Harper was his age. I'm telling and you what, if you lose, he's been better than Harper at Harper's age. Yeah. So, and he's pr- still pr- will probably lose the Rookie of the Year. Yeah. That's how big it's been. But, I mean, you're talking about a Rookie of the Year race for the ages. Like, we're talking about really good players in the AL Rookie of the Year, but nothing like this. You're talking fantasy guys that are. I mean, you're keeping Acuna, but guys that are going to get Soto. Well, you're keeping, obviously I'm not keeping, keeping Soto. You're keeping him too. Yeah, guys that would have been drafted very high who were not last year. No one who, no one had a clue who Juan Soto was at the beginning of the year. Myself included. Yeah. But now look, I mean, he's just he wasn't even. I mean, we discussed it. He wasn't even the top prospect in the Nationals organization when the season started. It was Victor Robles. Yeah. Who I actually, they just called him up, too, which is amazing because he was hitting, I think, when, I want to say 236 when I watched him play up in Toledo. So, like, the fact they called him up, it's pretty much just like, eh, fuck it, we're done. Hitting 236 let's, in AAA? Yep, let's call up the young guys, see what happens. Put him up Soto, see what he can do. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just both the guys. Soto, I think, will be the better hitter. He'll just be that steady hitter. Acuna will be that guy that will go on you know, a two-month tear where he hits 20 home runs. And he provides speed from the leadoff spot. Yeah, it's really fun watching him play. Like, that's the thing, man. Is like seeing, it's fun to watch him play. Like He's so animated when he plays. You can tell he's having so much fun out there. And he's just got that drive. And watching him, he had that triple the other night. And it, it's fun watching him. You can just see him turning into that second gear. And dude's gone. Stand-up triple, no problem. And he doesn't even have money yet. Nope. He will send that. Oh, dude. Imagine how much money these guys are going to get. Yeah. They're still so young, too. And that's the thing about Soto is, I'm not, I don't know that Harper's going to re-sign with the Nats. I don't know where he'll end up. I have no idea. But Soto definitely, I'm not saying he makes it completely fine, but he definitely lessens that blow if Harper does go sign somewhere else. For sure. I have no clue where Harper could go. Anywhere other than, like, New York. But then what are you going to do, move Judge to center? Or you put play Harper in center field for a team with that that kind of offense? I mean, they're, I, I don't know. I don't know who wants to pay up. Harper, and I don't know that it's going to make any team, you know, that amazing. He's obviously a good player. I'm not, I'm not doubting his skill or his ability, but, but he's too inconsistent. Are you talking, it, the, you're talking the Yankees, right? No, well, him Harper going to the Yankees. This is the thing that I think about if for someone like Harper, he's so streaky already. I understand that he's like a superstar. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. He doesn't get shy about anything. Like he's been in the spotlight since he was like what, sixteen years old? However, do you wanna do you wanna switch divisions or leagues, I mean, and go to AL where you're gonna face pitchers you haven't really faced? Ever. You're going to sign for a shit ton of money. But they haven't necessarily faced him, which yeah, which but, could be a good thing. But, yeah, yeah it's, but it's going to affect his numbers. And how much is that going to affect when he's already his down, his down streaky time? How much worse is that going to make him that first year? I'm not saying it's going to last. But even if it lasts that first year, and let's say that he signs, he's going to sign for more than Stan did, more than likely. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he should, but he's going to. Imagine the spotlight that he's going to be under there. They were 
They were booing Stanton when Stanton struck out. What are they going to do to Harper? That's going to affect your game. I don't care if you've been in the spotlight for how long. Like, it's going to affect you. And I don't think that that's something that I would want to put on myself, like, stress-wise. Like, that's just stay in the NL, stay to the pitchers you know. And yeah, he definitely doesn't need more stress. But I agree with you. Like, the major league doesn't have enough marketable players, and they've definitely tried to market him, and he seems to be good at it. He seems to like the that, that being – you know, he and Trout are kind of yeah. The that's what we said. They're, they're polar opposites. Like Trout is just on the polar end of the spectrum. Opposite end of the spectrum. I mean, I don't know, apparently I can't talk tonight. <laughs> um, he just doesn't want spotlight. So like, there's no way you'd ever see him play somewhere like New York or yeah. something like that. But yeah, I don't know. I just I think that would wreck Harper's numbers, and make it make him that much more scrutinized just by signing for that much, whatever amount of money he's gonna get. But I would not be upset to see him leave the division whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, uh, happy birthday to Freddie Freeman, by the way. To that? I just want to shout that out, yes. How old is he? Uh, What is he, 28, 29? Okay. So hopefully he still has like I'm hoping years. I'm hoping he gets hot. Like He's been struggling these last couple weeks, and I'm really hoping that he gets hot again. Because like him and Marquecas have both kind of cooled off, and that's not really what we need. But I am very, very happy with uh, Fulte's performance with that complete game. Like, he's got ace stuff, and he's finally really starting to show it this year. Like, I talked about it early in the season with the command that, that he's had and the, using his slider and stuff like that. But he's finally really starting to put everything together, and I think that he could be our ace. Like, I think he'll definitely help take another step forward next year. I expect Newcomb to make an, another step next year. If we keep, you know, we'll have Gaussman. If he continues to move forward the way that he is, that's a very, very, very solid front three. Yeah, with all the young talent you already mentioned because they have the best farm yeah. system. Tehran's our number four. And then we follow, like the number five will be one of the young guys that we have. Yeah. That we seem to always have a bunch of. That just seems exciting to see uh, Atlanta's offense and a potential matchup with Colorado at Coors Field. Yeah. But, I mean, right now, Atlanta would would have home field advantage against them. <clears throat> they would. But that would just be fun to see yeah. that offense. Hopefully put up, like, ten runs. It's been Colorado. fun watching Charlie Culberson hit off the bench. Been hitting some bombs. Really gave us a bump up off the bench. And I feel like every team that's – gotten hot and won a championship, they always have that guy off the bench that's going to come off and beat you. It's not going to happen every game, but it happens in the clutch when you really need it. Um, Oh, Alex Bregman. First third baseman ever to have 50 doubles, 30 home runs, 100 RBI, 100 runs scored. Like, I don't... I mean, unless something crazy happens, and this is something we were talking about earlier with Jose Ramirez, what if Jose Ramirez gets moved to second base, his numbers dip, Alex Bregman keeps doing what he's doing, but I still think Mookie Betts is going to win the MVP. Yeah, I think I think if if it's not for Bregman or if it's not, I mean, I don't think if it's not for Jose Ramirez and. I don't think Bregman is – he's not in the conversation now, but I think he should be. 
because oh, Trout is it hasn't been a hundred percent coming off his wrist injury. No. So I don't I don't you know, I said Trout originally, but I don't think it's Trout's here. So if it's not Ramirez, then I think it gets defaulted to like Mookie Betts just because he's had a great year. But no one's really no one's really talking about Bregman as the top three or potentially it's, it's amazing. His yeah. numbers are stupid. And, and what he's above way above average defensively. And what he's meant to that team with Altuve and Correa's been injured. So I think Springer's been injured some this year too. So yeah. he's I mean, now they're really taking off and they're running away with the division, but like Bregman's offensive and defensive ability has kept them Do you remember when I said he's a second half guy? Yeah. And look at what he's doing right now. It's gonna be scary. That team is gonna be scary if they are healthy in the postseason. And it right now, I mean, I don't want to say anything too early or too premature, but it looks like they're everyone's gonna be healthy for them. That's scary. They are a scary lineup. Keichel. Keichel's the only one who hasn't looked great recently, who was pretty good last year. But mm-hmm. instead of Keichel, you get Cole. So you get Cole and Verlander, which could be the best one two punch of anybody. But you realize you just moved Keichel to your three your yeah. number three starter. Yeah. Who's going to be happy if you're like, all right, all we got to do, if we win game two, game three will be easy. Oh, we're going against Keiko. Shit. Yeah, who's Keiko going to be matched up against against whoever they play in game three? What if it's the Yankees? You know, the Yankees will go something like Severino, uh, what, Tanaka would be there too? Without literally looking at every single team's top three pitchers, there's nobody in baseball there can't be anybody in baseball that's a better number three than Keiko. Right, but, but what said, about 1-2? What, what 1-2 is better than than Verlander and, and Garrett Cole? What if Garrett Cole has the postseason that Verlander had last year and Verlander's just okay or better than okay? I don't know, man. Like that's It's hard to not see them make the World Series. I'm... <sighs> Is Boston's offense really better than Houston's? Because their rotation is it? Maybe their bullpen. Craig Kimbrell's pretty good, but I I don't I don't know with that with that offense with those four dudes with you know and like you said uh, Tyler White's been hot. I don't know how much he plays in the postseason, but they have Springer, Bregman, Correa, and Altuve. So I don't know, man. Like I can't. There's no way I could pick between. Houston and Boston. Like I said, I just feel like Boston's destined to win. But the Houston Astros are such a dangerous team from top to bottom. Like I feel like they're they just have such a good crop of young guys that anybody can pop up and step in for them at any time. But I don't know, man. Like it's And they won the World Series and Bregman had a breakout year last year, but he's having an elite year this year. I'm wondering how how high he's gonna get drafted. In our fantasy league, he's got to go top three guys. Well, uh, he's uh, – how many positions is he eligible for uh, now? I think this At least two, second third and third. And shortstop. And short? Year, I think. I think it was third base and shortstop. Okay, so no second? No, he had second base last year. He had okay. three position eligibility last year. But so did Jose Ramirez. He kind of yeah. has that advantage too. I feel like there's a lot of guys up at the top of like the MVP voting AL and NL that are guys like that. You got Carpenter who plays multiple positions or 
not so much this year, but he's done that previously. Yeah. You've got Baez, who can play a bunch of different positions. Ramirez, you know, it's just there's there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot more flexibility in guys nowadays. It used to always be like, oh no, like I remember when Chipper Jones moved from third base to left field for the Braves. They're like, well, he's he's your best bat. What's going to happen now that he's playing a new position? Like, I get that, but you're a professional athlete. Yeah. You should be able to play a different position every once in a while and still be okay. Like, I understand the defense not being, like, if you're, and I'm not saying Chipper Jones is a gold glove third baseman, but Nolan Arenado is a gold glove third baseman. I should be able to move him to left field for a game and him be just fine. If you can play, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're that good... You should be fine. I'm not talking about moving a catcher to the outfield, but you should be fine if that happens. But these guys are excelling at it. And it doesn't matter where you ran them out. And I don't think that you're ever going to hear a peep out of Jose Ramirez about it. But like I said, man, what if that what if that does happen? What if he gets moved and they, they start struggling? Obviously, they don't have to worry about missing the playoff stuff like that. But this is not the time you want to have your guys going into to struggles. And that's why I'm hoping... I'm hoping Freeman gets hot again. I'm hoping Marquez's bat wakes up. Albies is one of those guys that can can affect you with his feet because he's a fast fast guy. But he's cooled off second half just long term. Freeman and Marquez have been more short short term problems. But I don't know, man. That's weird that thing about Bryce Harper's left handed, isn't he? He yep. bats and throws left. He throws right, but bats left. Okay, really? Yep. So. All these dudes, all these guys are all, all these multi-positional people, Baez and Bregman and Ramirez. You have to be right-handed, right? You have to be because no no left-handed person. Oh, you mean throw-wise? Yeah, you have yeah. to. That's so crazy to me how as and I'm left-handed, so I know like you can't play you can't play third, you can't play second, you can't play short. Those are all There's never I've never seen a, a pro left-handed catcher. Yeah, or that's what I'm saying. I was just thinking about that too with catcher, because if you deal with mostly right-handed batters, so you're coming. If you have to throw to second base, yeah, you're coming across the the right-handed hitter, and there's a majority, you know, of those. But even throwing to third, you when you it would catch be impossible. It, you're turning this way. It would be impossible, damn near impossible, to throw the ball to third yeah. with a right-handed batter. Well, that's why a lot of the hitters like uh, Freeman. He's right. He throws right-handed, but bats left. Votto bats yeah, left, Votto, throws yeah. right. So, I mean, it's just, I think out of necessity, if unless you're like a pitcher or just a you know, first baseman or an outfielder, like you don't have a choice but to be right. That's, yeah, that's ideal is the, the Lindor, the guy, that, the, the switch hitter that is right-handed. Yeah. I mean, defensively, there's no way you could play. Any left, of those positions. No, not left-handed, no. Definitely no not way. second base. Oh, no. That's just, even thinking about that, it's just... Every time you'd have to just like pivot and yeah. throw a pill. Like that's just no. You lose all kind of power. Yeah, there's no way you have no momentum. Yeah. Unless you're gonna field a ball and spin throw every time and then how accurate your throwing gonna be. Well man, uh what are your thoughts on fantasy baseball? We're playing each other this week. It's pretty good. Playoffs, finally. Week one went pretty well. I re- I saw that you had the most points in week one, but I had second most points in the league week two. So that's or week one, second most points week one. 
it didn't matter, but I just I still updated my team just to see how many points I would I would score. You have to. I don't know. I mean, you just you get so used to doing it. It's like I I feel weird if I don't update my. I did that last week, okay? So I was up on a Sunday approximately 60 points on um, whoever, right? LeMaster. LeMaster had three dudes going in the Sunday night game, right? He had uh, two Red Sox, and uh, he had Betts and J.D. Martinez, I think. And I don't know. I think he may have had Correa for for Houston. And I had Keuchel pitching in that game against Boston. So I benched Keuchel like 10 minutes before the game. Did you really? I did because I did not. And, you know, points don't mean anything. You just have to beat the person you're yeah. playing. That's, At those this the point, points the season, matter. points don't matter. So I didn't want Keuchel to go out and, you know, J.D. hits two home runs off him and Mookie hits two home runs. And, you know, if they light it up and then I lose like nine to ten points like that, that was the only thing in my head was, was like that. That could have made it to where he came back. So if I wouldn't have started Keiko, I didn't have really. I mean, I knew against Boston, he was at Boston too on Sunday night, and like he's not gonna light it up, you know. Yeah. Plus those like extra really points don't really move. matter because all I have to do was win. So he ended up getting like two, I think. But you know, I could I couldn't take that chance. I couldn't take that chance. I feel like that's like, a smart strategy. But that's the only time really that I I I bench somebody. I don't think I've really been. I have definitely stayed away from streaming a pitcher that's pitching against Boston. Yeah. Even if it's someone who, like, I recognize the name, I know that they've been shaky, but they're kind of trending upwards. When I see Boston, I'm like, mm, no. Because the chance that they're going to lose me points is pretty high. Yeah. But yeah, I dropped uh I feel like even with average pitchers or above average, you, you have to, like, you have to start them. Because even if they have a bad outing, like – Kluber, for example, Kluber at Boston, like you're gonna start Kluber or Scherzer every. It doesn't. I, I don't care who they pitch against. I would rather be pissed at myself for starting a guy that lost me five points, than to bench a guy that puts up twenty plus. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like that's gonna be a bigger slap in the face than than the other. But I don't know. I just I drop Pavetta. I don't see my hitting changing. Like, I don't see myself dropping, barring an injury. Um, I'm really hoping <clears throat> Ozuna, he had a seven-game hitting streak. When I picked him up two years ago, was in the middle. I think he had, like, a 14-game hitting streak. He ended up going, like, on a 30-game hitting streak. Jeez. I think Brian Cyber dropped him, if I'm not mistaken, because someone came up off the DL or something like that. I picked Ozuna up, and I rode him, like, in that super – Super hot second half that I had that year. Ozuna was one of them that, that I rode that whole way. Has Juan Soto been the best player you've got off the waiver this year? Honestly, no. Carlos Santana. Really? He does. He's known to dominate in points leagues. Well, I don't know. I mean, Soto's ranked like, I want to say like one between 100 and 110. Yeah. Which is pretty good for a guy who hasn't yeah. played all year. Yeah, but Santana's ranked like 38th. Wow. Which is stupid. Like, I can't believe that someone dropped him. Like, I don't know who it was. Nobody ever responded to me in our group chat about that. But I don't know why they dropped him. Our I league feel like doesn't if you penalize. told anybody that, that Carlos Santana's ranked 38th overall, I feel like everybody would be like, wow, really? I would never have thought that. No, and I wouldn't expect him to be that high, but I still can't believe that somebody dropped him. Because he wasn't that bad. 
No. But that's the thing is I could have dropped Matt Carpenter and someone could have been saying the same exact thing, but I guess, I don't know. I don't know. But no one would have someone, picked him up until he started heating yeah. back up. Someone he did tell me cold. to drop him. Yeah, well, that, yeah. <clears throat> that was me. Thank God I didn't listen. Yeah, yeah I don't know, man. I'm an still... old veteran having, you know, the cold, the worst April of his whole career. In half of May. It was May 16th before he took off. So, I mean, like, it just, I was, my toe was on the line there. Like, I was about ready to drop him. Yeah, you know who Matt Carpenter is, but you have to know who the players on your team are to where if they get cold for, like, three weeks or a month, like, you have to get rid of them. I mean, you're you're not talking about, you know, top three-round guys. You're talking about guys later on in your lineup to where it's like, yeah, if, if this dude starts to get cold, if this dude is bad for a while, like, um, I, I have to drop him. I haven't really had – I had that decision with Carpenter. I was debating on having that, like, with Ozuna. The only positions that I've really – like, the only position I've swapped consistently from an offensive standpoint is catcher this year. But I'm glad that I've kept on to Ozuna. I'm glad that I've kept on to, to Carpenter, but – one big pickup I also made was Adam Adovino. Yeah. He's ranked 69th. Yeah. And I don't that's, know, that's I don't know super how nice he got dropped. Uh, he's not a closer, right? He's not the closer on no, that team. No, but he's, he's still picking up yeah. hella points for me. That's what I realized. You know, most of the way into the season, like, you want to search for saves, right? Yeah. You want to try to find a, a good re- – even a good reliever. I have, I have Jose LeClerc, who I picked up, who's an, a really good reliever on a pretty – crappy team yeah so i mean that's but you know a guy like that you'll take holds like an andrew miller when he was hot like that dude never gets saved or i feel like sometimes gets get it will get you a win but he's always going to get points he's always going to strike people out and he's never going to get lit up it's it's Ottavino had to have been dropped by somebody that had like that picked up a closer like a new newly minted closer or something like that there's no reason to drop him otherwise. You had to have had a better option for saves. So it wouldn't surprise me if it were like Gabe because he had every freaking closer in baseball. Yeah. Year. But that's the thing, too, is I'd given up on Cody Allen, and he's got me two saves in the last week, I think. So there's still that opportunity. And maybe like he hasn't gotten shelled here recently, so that's good. Maybe that kind of shook up his brain a little bit and made him a uh, – Made him tighten things up, but like Garrett Cole again tonight. What do you go? Five innings. five innings, but he still had nine strikeouts, nine Ks, but two four walks, two four walks, two two earned runs. Yeah, he Felipe, still got the win. Felipe Vasquez had a two inning save against the Cardinals for the Pirates, right? Yeah, yeah, nice. He had a rough first week. I think I texted you a week after the draft, and I was like, "Cool, the dude I picked up blew." Two uh, saves. Yeah, I have, a, I have a feeling that you are probably killing me. I got twenty five the I'm first day. I'm not gonna ruin it for you because I know you don't check your score. Yeah, I have tw- I got twenty five the first day, twenty nine last night, and I'm at like forty something. This so I'm almost about at a hundred, over a hundred. I I'm not even gonna tip you off. I don't remember what the score was, so I'm not gonna ruin it for you. All right, that's fair. But yeah, I don't know. I I'm feeling really confident still. Like, I feel like my my pitching is solid. The only closer or reliever really that I have to worry about is Cody Allen on a, you know, nightly basis. But I feel like the starting pitchers I've kept have done very well. Like, I didn't really expect to keep Walker Bueller. Yeah. 
all year like I did, but he's been fantastic. When they stop, you know, bouncing him around with calling him up and down and shit like he's that. He's been one of the lone bright spots in the Dodgers' rotation this year because Kershaw hasn't been great. Maeda has been okay, and then they moved him to the you – know, they thought – Hey, we'll let this guy save games because we don't have Kenley Jansen. Yeah, he was hurt, and his ERA is over nine in the ninth <sighs> inning. So that's not the answer, obviously. So if the Dodgers somehow pull out the second wild card spot, and they play Milwaukee, let's say they beat Milwaukee, they play the Cubs. They'll play the Cubs. So if like if it the way it's going right now, and I don't know. I haven't looked at their schedule, so I don't know if a bunch of their games are against Colorado or whatnot. See, but, think how crappy that'd be, though, because if everything ends the way it is right now, Milwaukee and St. Louis play in the wild card, so you get a divisional matchup, and then they play the club, Cubs, so the crazy. Cubs are guaranteed a divisional matchup. No one wants to see that, I right? I didn't look at that. No one wants to see... That could get a lot more interesting though, because those teams know each other so well. Like there's no, there's no like uncertainty about it. They've played each other so much, they know each other. And then it's literally, it's really going to be whose players are better, who whose players execute better at that point. That could be a really fun. It could be really boring from like a casual fan perspective, but you could see some really good stuff there. Like really low scoring games, or you could just see teams getting beat up because the other team didn't execute and the other team blew them up. I think the like Cardinals. I think watch. St. Louis has the best rotation of those three teams. That's the scary part. St. Louis is scary. Milwaukee has a better bullpen, probably. Their bullpen was better early on in the year than it is now, but it's still pretty solid. That's obviously why you know big reason why they're still winning games, but. The Cubs should be scared of, of definitely of St. Louis. Well, I mean, they got a tough top three, too, with Lester, Hamels, and then you, Darvish. Oh, wait. Yeah. He's not playing. Oh, I'm sorry, Cubs fans. <laughs> That's a lot of money sitting on the uh, on the DL there, isn't it? Dude, so I'm, I'm so you have to roll with John Lester as your number yeah. one? I mean, I'm not terribly upset about that. I'm I'm not happy about. No, it. I mean I wouldn't. It's not. I mean I'm not upset about it at all. There there are worse options, but the problem that's always been with Lester is like, you get on base and you can steal because yeah. he never checks a runner. Because I mean, he's because he's awful at throwing to. <clears throat> they're definitely but those issues. But yeah, I mean they don't have like an ace in their prime currently to be pitching. So I mean I don't I understand that, but I don't know, man. I'm uh. I'm tongue-in-cheek wishing you the best of luck this week. Yeah, to you as well. But I think I'm, I mean, I'm confident, man. I'm confident that my team's been putting up a ton of points, and I don't see any reason that I... I Does third place pay, pay out money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the payout for third? Uh, like 60 bucks? Question. No, you get your money back. So okay. you get Yeah, you get to buy back like, for whatever you paid in, for sure. But yeah, I think just looking at it, man, like I'm I'm really interested already to see next year's draft because there are there you, are so many win. really it, good young guys. Oh yeah, I could definitely you're, I'm, what I think the payout for first is two hundred bucks. No. You don't think so? It's uh, it was one seventy five for uh for first place of the season, which I won. And then let me find it real quick. Because I can't remember exactly what it is. 
Right, so that doesn't even matter at that point because you are... 325 for first, 175 for second, and 75 for third. 125 for second? Yeah. And first pay, place pays out 175? For the regular season? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, third place still makes their their money back for Yeah, playing. so that's 500 bucks. You could win if you win at all. No, wouldn't be upset about it. No. If there's any people with the IRS listening, I did not win a single cent. You don't have to claim anything up to $600 and some oh, dollars. Then I take back everything. Or I'll, I'll put, I'll, you, you're, you, have, you have to claim that money if you win it, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, well, then I take back what <laughs> I took back then. Yeah, man, I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see uh, the way the, the season shapes out. I'm I'm really excited to see. I think we're gonna see Houston, Boston, in the AL, and I'm really excited to see that series. I think I'll actually be. I mean, I don't know if the A's if the A's can pull through and do something. I wouldn't be like upset about that. I'd be excited. But if it's the Yankees, I will be a little bit disappointed. But I don't know. It's gonna be fun to watch the AL. I'm obviously. Obviously, pulling for the the Braves and the, the NL. I'd love to see them. I don't expect to win a World Series this year, but if we could make it to the NLC or the, the yeah, World Series, NLC. I would make be it there. Super pumped. I'm not. I think they could beat Colorado. I think I, you wouldn't have to play a super scary team until that's. I think the American League playoffs are only more interesting at the end. Like, the ALCS, if that's Boston and Houston again, like, that's going to be – or no, they, they played the Yankees last year, sorry. Uh, if it's Boston and Houston, like, that's – those are two juggernauts going after yeah. two of probably the best teams in, you know, baseball overall. But the NL is, is way more exciting because you have a lot of up-and-coming talent like that. I don't – I'm not necessarily sure the Cubs are the favorite. And I've been suspect on their rotation all year long. So I think, you know, I think that brings Atlanta into it. I think that brings, you know, Colorado into it, which who would, you know, who knows how far they can go with their rotation, which is meh. Every, like, the AL and NL are separated because it's like we just, we want to see Red Sox, Astros with the small bit of you're not going to be upset if the A's make it yeah, like one of those two teams. For sure. The NL is like, all right, well, anybody can win. Exactly. Like, that's what makes it exciting is anybody can win. I don't know that any of the matchups you can call an upset. I don't care what the seating is. It's such a tight race that anybody can beat anybody. Yeah, that's everybody's going between to 15 and 20 games over 500. I mean, you're separated. Games over yeah, you're separated three and a half games from you know the wild card and everything. I don't know. It's it's been it's been exciting for each league for different reasons. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how things kind of pan out. I think that Red Sox fans are, from what I've seen, freaking out over nothing. Like, yes, the bullpen concerns are there, but you guys don't have to worry about sale. Sale's not hurt. You guys are resting your players. I don't think. I don't know. If I'm Mookie Betts, I'm not getting rested. At all. I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm playing. I'm not an injury risk. Let me play. Let me win the MVP. Because I think that he's still in the running for I that. I completely agree. I wonder if they'll do the same with Jose Ramirez in Cleveland. I don't know, because they rested. They Kluber went, what, like a one and a third or something? One and two thirds. Two thirds, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's smart. Like, I don't care. Personally, if, I, if I'm a Braves fan, 
let's say we're talking five years down the road. I don't care if Fulte wins the Cy Young. I care if we win the yeah. World Series. Yeah. And anybody that has a problem with that, like, you, where are your, like, where, what are you thinking about? Where are your priorities? Yeah, like, you wouldn't know. care if Acuna won the Rookie of the Year this year if they won the World Series this year. Oh, no, year. not at all. I would trade that in a heartbeat. Let's do both. Let's do both. Let's do that. I would love. I Let's hope shock that, the world. I hope that here in the next <laughs> couple months, you and I are sitting here discussing the Braves and Red Sox in the World Series. That's yeah, that seems series. it seems likely, definitely more than possible. I'm not like just looking at it. I'm not scared of the Cubs. I think the Astros and Red Sox are both very very good teams, and I don't think that we could. I don't know that we can win the World Series against either of them. Yeah, but you only have to play one of them. Yeah, but I'm happy if we make. You're it not there. in the American League where you have to play both of them potentially. Yeah. That's a much, much, much better seat to be sitting in, I guess. And hopefully, you know, for you, if they make it to the World Series, those teams are just decimated in that seven-game series. That's what I was gonna other. say. Was if those juggernauts, if they end up playing. I'm hoping that they just beat the shit out of each yeah. other and there's barely... And I'm not saying that I wish, like, injury, injury yeah, upon no, no. anybody, but I just there's hope that bullpen those... bullpen worn out, starters... I hope those guys beat the Pitching on shit. four days rest, stuff seven, like that. Seven-game series just beating the dog shit. I want every game going into extra innings. Yeah. I want you guys playing a seven-game series with three of the games going 13 innings. Yeah. You want Zale to throw 150 pitches on four days rest and... <laughs> Yep, that's exactly what I want. That would uh definitely bode well for Atlanta. But that's, I don't know, man. Those AL teams are so stacked. It's just nasty when you look at them compared to the NL. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely uh, we'll be back next week with a recap of uh, who the winner was of our, uh, our, our weekly matchup amongst hosts. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Matt Bechtolt. B-E-C-H-T-O-L-T. He still has not made a new Twitter. Mine is Jack in the Box 85 um, We're not telling you Irv's because he's a bitch and didn't show up tonight. And we'll see if he actually listens to this, if he texts me and uh, talks shit or not. But we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.